little ones the sleep manual podcast hello and welcome back to the sleep manual our weekly podcast by us here at little ones i'm nikki and i'm here with my little ones co-founder amanda hi if you're new to our podcast little ones is a company dedicated to help families sleep better and we do that through our mobile app, which has helped over 300,000 families to date. So if you're struggling with your little one's sleep, visit our website, www.littleones.co, or find us on the App Store. Right, today we are exploring the phenomenon, 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 phenomenon of the catnap, the dreaded catnap, you could say. That's right, Nikki. So today we're going to talk about all things to do with catnaps. We're talking about what is a catnap. And why do they happen? Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, or is catnapping a problem? Lots of babies catnap and is it actually a problem? Um, and also what can we do about catnapping and how could we maybe get our babies to sleep longer than that 45 minute sleep cycle? Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be the critical part is what can you do about it? Because catnapping can be really frustrating um, if your little ones, so so actually, let's start by by defining what catnapping is because yeah. um, contrary to popular belief, it does not in this case involve cats. Although that would be <laughs> extremely cute if we had your baby. I'd quite and your like cat to have a little nap with a cat. cat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but when we're talking about catnapping and babies, we are of course talking about your baby just sleeping for what we would call one sleep cycle. At a time. Yeah, so, and, yeah, so a catnap is generally happens during our daytime hours of um, one sleep cycle and our babies will sleep somewhere between 35 to 45 minutes and then wake up and that is a catnap. Mm-hmm. Um, and if your baby is unable to then link their sleep cycles and have one sleep during the day of longer than that one sleep cycle would be counted as a catnapping baby. Yeah, so I, de- I mean one-off catnaps we're sort of not really going to be talking about that um in this context we're talking about like amanda said a baby who is only napping in those very short 35 to 45 minute stints for every single one of their naps um because sometimes it's it's totally okay and it would be very relevant for your baby to have a short nap and we'll discuss that a little bit um later but of course it's just not sustainable for your baby to only be having catnaps throughout the day and and again we'll we'll talk about why that can become a bit of a problem so so um so i mean newborn babies newborn babies are they are they very prone to catnapping amanda i think newborn babies before that three months old mark generally they will sleep really well as Mm -hmm. long as they're fed well um and the way that a newborn baby or sorry the reason a newborn baby might um catnap is if they're waking hungry and aren't able to get further than that because they are just genuinely hungry or if they are um have wind or something else is waking them up so when is it sort of more common that we would see catnapping occur in babies yeah so catnapping comes in um with full force around that Mm -hmm. three to four mark Mm -hmm. um month and onwards um and after that generally catnapping will sort of resolve itself around that six to seven month mark as long as your baby can self-settle um by itself but there are some things that we can do in that that tricky 
time period to help your baby sleep longer than those sleep cycles which we'll get to towards the end of the podcast yeah that's right so I mean if we so we know what a catnap is we know sort of generally when they start to to appear let's talk about what in a general sense is is the main cause or causes of catnapping so we we generally see that the main causes of these really short naps are um like Amanda said that the babies can't that the babies can't self-settle, which just means that they don't know how to put themselves to sleep, so they don't know how to resettle themselves when they're naturally rousing out of those sleep cycles during the day. So your baby is, um, once they reach around four months old, they're becoming, their sleep is becoming a lot more mature, and they start to completely wake up uh, at the end of each sleep cycle, whereas younger babies generally drift a bit easier from one sleep cycle to the other. And this is commonly known as the four-month sleep progression. And so during that time, your little one is definitely fully waking at the end of a sleep cycle. If they are tired enough to go back to sleep and they know how to go back to sleep on their own, they will just roll over and go back to sleep. However, what we commonly see is uh, babies who don't or haven't learnt how to do that yet so they only sleep for that one sleep cycle because they actually need you to come in and do something for them or put them back to sleep and uh, in order for them to sleep for longer. So the inability to put themselves to sleep and resettle themselves is uh, one of the biggest causes of catnapping. But linked into that and also additional causes, causes are undertiredness, which we talk about a lot, which simply means your little one isn't, in this context, they're not tired enough to to sleep for longer so even if they could self-settle if they're not tired enough if they haven't been awake for long enough then they're just not going to sleep for longer no matter what you do Um, and then of course the flip side of that is overtiredness so they can't sleep for longer because they were really overtired when you put them to bed and these babies will need quite a lot of help in most cases to go to sleep in the first place because an overtired baby is, is always quite difficult to settle. But because the overtiredness causes a lot of um, the fight or flight hormones to be coursing through your child's body, it's meaning that they're not able to get into that nice deep restorative sleep. And actually, in a younger baby, overtiredness is a pretty common cause of catnaps, quite aside yeah. from self-settling. What are some other causes, um, Amanda, for, for those short naps of a baby in any age? Yeah, so I already mentioned like newborns obviously struggle with hunger and wind mm. sometimes. So hunger, wind in younger babies. Um, also their sleep environment. If their sleep environment isn't conducive to sleep, um, isn't dark, isn't um, nice and whether white noise is on or say something is waking them up from outside that can cause catnapping but I think probably one of the bigger things especially in those younger babies with the sleep environment is actually that just that it's not dark and Mm. and we know that they're swaddled yeah or or swaddled as well um Mm. so we know that there's a lot of advice out there to have your baby sleep in a light room um, during the day so that they get used to uh, sleeping better. Um, it's just simply not true. Like no. I, I was actually telling someone in the weekend um, about how I grew up in a really light bedroom. I had one, I had 
yellow colored curtains which weren't blackout I had um, a window that didn't even have a curtain on it (laughs) and my husband up until about five years ago when we got no it wasn't five years ago it must have been about 10 years ago when we got blackout blinds my husband genuinely thought that I was completely incapable of sleeping in and I just as soon as we got blackout curtains first two days I could sleep in till mm. eight o'clock you know it, I was tired so this was clearly the, before you had kids <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so um yeah pre-children but yeah. that black and dark room you know you've got to think right back to when we were cave people mm. the cave was dark we didn't have bright lights the, mm. and the cave was dark and the only thing that was making us wake and sleep was the sun so having that nice dark sleep environment and like Nikki said having a baby swaddled especially a newborn baby um well obviously and when they start rolling and things they're not going to be swaddled but having a newborn baby swaddled wrapped up tightly so that their arms and their limbs can't wake themselves up and their um, moro reflex doesn't actually cause waking and that's super important mm-hmm. so I guess um, going on from here yeah, like yeah. is is catnapping a problem well I guess it isn't if you are genuinely a cat but in a baby um and I mean this is something that we very often say if it's a problem for you then it's a problem some people um are actually totally fine having a baby that's only sleeping you know three or four very short naps during the day and we would generally say if your baby is okay with that nap pattern and they're not getting overtired and and you're not experiencing any of these other downsides to it, which we'll explain in a second, then it's fine. If it's working for you, it's working. And, yeah, you know. And sometimes probably... it is just the only thing that can happen that day. Like yeah. sometimes. That's right. You know, which is totally fine. Maybe you are out and about with your friends during lunch and your baby just does four naps, four mm-hmm. short naps that day or whatever. Like, and that is totally fine. Um, but in general, we do see that long-term catnapping mm-hmm. can become a problem. Yeah, because, I mean, if, if you're having a look at the nap structure that we recommend in our sleep programs, we're generally always, right from day one, aiming for your little one to have a long, like two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour sleep across the middle of the day. And that sleep yeah. is accompanied by shorter sleeps on either side of it, which gradually reduce the older that your baby gets. But, um, you know, especially during that prime catnapping age of sort of three to six, seven months, that two hours sleep is really crucial to ensure that your baby has a chance to have that restorative sleep during the day that they need so that they're not overtired going into the evening and then going to bed at night, which causes um, a whole raft of, of bedtime and night and early morning issues. So, um, Obviously, if your baby's only catnapping, they're not getting a chance to have that two-hour restorative sleep. So in that sense, I mean, it is going to be a a bit of a problem, especially if your little one is prone to getting overtired. So if you're seeing that, um, you know, they're really cranky in the late afternoon, they're having this witching hour, they're impossible to settle to sleep in the evening, they're waking 45 minutes after bedtime, they're waking multiple times in the night especially after midnight or they've started waking at really early morning say 5 a.m these are all signs that your little one has been overtired that day 
And if they're catnapping, that's the first thing you need to look at. Yeah, and and like you said before as well, um, about if it's a problem for you, if the baby is catnapping, then it can be a problem. Like this was me and my children. My toddler was asleep. She would be asleep for a good two hours because she was only 18 months old when my second was born. So um, during that catnapping period, I needed both of them to be down Mm. at the same time because that was the time that I had to myself. I had to do washing and do all of the things that you have to do. And have um, a break. I just needed them both down. <laughs> have a break, yeah, have, have mm. your lunch. Um, but when the good thing there was that my toddler was asleep. So during um, the period where my baby started catnapping, I had time to keep resettling and, and teach her to sleep longer so that then come... It was, it was only for about a month that she, or a couple of weeks where she actually did it. And then after that, they were both down at the same time and everything mm. was good. Yeah, so um, the, the, the problem, the other problem too, is that if your little one is continue, continuing mm. to catnap for an extended period of time, we're talking about the overtiredness, they can get totally stuck in a cycle of it. And, you know, if yeah. they're overtired during the day, because we know and you'll hear us talk all the time about how the daytime affects the night sleep. They're overtired during the day. They're probably going to have a crap night sleep because they had a crap night sleep. They're starting the day overtired. They're overtired in the day. Like you get stuck in this overtiredness cycle. And in that situation, catnapping is definitely a problem because your little one's not yeah. had a chance to catch up. Um, yeah. The other thing, Amanda, we talk about this fairly often even among among our our staff and our company is that when you your baby is catnapping or napping sort of poorly anyway it can make it really hard to see when there's something else that's going on that might need to be addressed because very often we see that nap like when the naps start to take a hit quite suddenly that's usually an indication of something else going on and and then you put on your detective hat and you can yeah. start to problem solve what's what's going on. So what are some examples of that, Amanda? Yeah, so with my little one, the first thing was um, as soon as she started, when she was sleeping really well during that lunch nap, if she woke after 45 minutes, I knew that something was up. So the most common thing for her was an ear infection. Hmm. Um and yeah. if she was, if it happened sort of two, three days in a row, I honestly, usually by about the third day, would take her to the doctor and yes, she had an ear infection. Mm. So sickness is a biggie, whether it's a, a virus or an ear infection or whatever, um, usually they will wake, or, yeah. tummy bugs, yeah, um, they will wake in that lunchtime sleep and that can be just an obvious they are sick. I mean, the problem, of course, is that if your little one is waking like that anyway, yes. then those yeah, things are quite see. easy to miss, you know, and your yeah. baby's overtired and cranky anyway, then it can be really hard to tell, oh, hold on, something's not right here. Why are you yeah. doing this? You know, for me, yeah. actually, it was the early morning waking that my kids would do. And then I'd be like, why are you suddenly waking at 5 a.m.? And then two days later, one of them's got a snotty yeah. nose or a cough or temperature or something like that. 
Um, I, we just have to say that the absolute opposite of this is fevers. If your little one has a fever, yeah. then they're usually likely to sleep more and not less. So if yeah. your catnapping baby suddenly, miraculously starts sleeping longer, <laughs> check, the, check their temperature. Unless, yeah, of course, you're yeah. trying to resolve catnapping. <laughs> yeah, and I think when... Um, catnapping is sort of that normal and just happens you can it can be really hard to spot if there's actually needs to be a nap transition and maybe they're catnapping because they need to drop one of their naps Mm. and actually have that bigger longer restorative sleep somewhere else in the day um this is especially true changing their sleep patterns you know lengthening out their awake times or um, yeah like exactly this. so this is especially true around that six month age if your baby has just been catnapping right from three till six months you probably think that is normal but mm. around six months they actually should be on two naps and really having um well sorry from six months and older and having a really tiny sort of afternoon sleep so but if they're stuck catnapping they're not going to be able to do that they're going to have to keep their afternoon mm. sleep for much longer um, then generally um, would happen if a baby was sleeping that good chunk in the middle of the day because they just can't make it through the day. Yeah, and then of and course that, that's going to start sabotaging that, bedtime and their nighttime that's right. like we just talked about. Exactly, yeah. Catnapping is, is very normal. I don't, we don't want to make out like it's some um, big disaster if this is what your baby's doing. And there is a time, a period of time, where every single baby is going to catnap and go through a period of catnapping. And as we've said, it's most common around that four-month mark because of the the change in their sleep cycles. Um, And and even if your baby is doing all of those things right, the awake times and the naps and the self-settling and all of it, there will be days, and it might be every second day, which I think it was for our little ones Mm. for a while. It was almost like every second day they would do the long lunchtime sleep. And then every other day they'd, they'd catnap. And that's just while their sleep is consolidating and they're changing their sleep patterns and they're figuring it all out. So it is normal <laughs> to an extent. Yeah. Um, and I think we'll find that um, at that sort of age, a lot of babies who are sleeping really well during the night mm-hmm. often will catnap a little bit yeah. during the day because they aren't exhausted. They've had an awesome sleep that mm-hmm. night. Um, they do have a bit more of a alert sort of nature during the day um but like we said it can cause other issues so yes it's certainly important so what can we do about it if we (laughs) are trying to get rid of catnapping what yeah what can we do well so as we've sort of been talking about throughout this podcast and we and we generally (laughs) this feels like this is our advice for everything but it honestly is our advice for everything (laughs) make sure your baby's daytime routine is very age appropriate so we're talking about age appropriate awake windows that they're not you know you're not aiming still for newborn sleep patterns um, of like being awake for an hour in your three or four month old baby you know make sure that their routine is very age appropriate and that their nap structure is also age appropriate that you're not putting your little one down for three two-hour naps a day or that that's not your expectation um because straight away fixing those kind of easy things in the day is definitely 
going to have a really big impact on their ability to catnap or not. Another really easy, quick one to fix would be their sleep environment. Oh, like right, I yeah. talk, like we talked about before, we're having that nice dark. Um, sleep environment during the day and also adding in some white noise if you haven't that white noise by itself can help a baby Mm -hmm. just settle back into that next sleep um, sleep cycle it's Mm -hmm. honestly magic Um, and these are things you can actually do like today like go right now (laughs) and put some blankets over the windows and make it dark and Find our White Noise album on Spotify because or wherever you stream music from because we have one and they're everywhere. Um, <laughs> turn that up. Like th- these are very easy, what we would call quick wins. Quick fix. Quick yeah. wins, yeah. You can do it the right bigger now. One, which, um, the bigger one which you will need some time to and your baby will need to learn how to do is to teach your baby to self-settle, mm-hmm. teach your baby to be able to independently go to sleep. Whether they are cuddling their little cuddly and they've got white noise on, that's fine. That is still self-settling. Um, and, but this will, so this will be the one thing that is hard for both you and potentially your baby, but it is a skill that needs to be learnt to be able to sleep longer than that one sleep cycle. So babies prior to three to four months old, the way that they go to sleep, whether it's been rocked or held or cuddled or just put in their bassinet or a cot to be able to go to sleep, that Mm -hmm. doesn't actually affect how long they'll sleep. But after that three to four month um, age bracket, their sleep matures, their sleep becomes like adults and how we go to sleep of needing to be able to go to sleep independently so that when they do wake after those sleep cycles, they are able to go back to sleep because yeah. they are still tired. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the, the rocking or the patting or the feeding isn't there anymore, they will wake fully, go like, hold on, how do mm. I go back to sleep? I don't know how I'm, I'm going to cry. Mum comes in, feeds me or whatever. Um, and so that that's a big one, teaching your baby how to self-settle. There's no one way to do it. No. There are multiple ways of teaching your baby how to self-settle. And uh, in our program, we've got heaps of different methods, right from a timed check-in method to a really gentle, hands-on approach, which will work for... And of course, um, if, you're, if your of, baby's catnapping and you're also potentially having disastrous nights... Um, the self-settling yes. is massively going to help with your nighttime sleep too. Because yeah. if your baby's not self-settling during the day, I guarantee you they're not self-settling at night. So you're probably also dealing with settling issue there as well. But it might and not be as obvious here because at mm-hmm. nighttime, people don't really, um, parents don't often put this together, two and two together, that a, a sleep cycle is a 45 minute, 35 to 45 minutes during the day, but sleep cycles at nighttime are two hours. That's so right. if your baby is waking two hourly at nighttime, that's almost, that's called sort of cat napping at night. Yeah, that um, is. It's like <laughs> <but> night napping. <laughs> night napping. Um, so teaching your baby to self-settle will also um, correct that. While you're working on um, on the self-settling, we would definitely encourage you during the day, if you're aiming for one of those longer sleeps, if, you, you know, if you're using our program, you're aiming for this long lunchtime sleep, 
to resettle your baby during that nap you know don't yeah don't stand for it don't be <laughs> don't go oh it's okay that you've only napped for 35 minutes just go no you will learn to nap for longer and go in I remember doing this with Charlie yep, every second day and we would go in at the 35 minute mark I remember us both doing it yes and it was usually at the same time because of course same our babies time. were sleeping at the same time we'd go in and you'd Keep, you know, I remember keeping her in her bed, rolling her onto her side, patting her bum, yeah, literally physically settling her back to sleep so that she was learning, her body was learning that she has a big sleep at that time. Because rather yeah. than just getting them up and then you're, you're exposing them to light and sound and food and all of it, which is triggering the body clock to say, okay, that's, that's the sleep that we have at this time. We only do that short sleep at this time. Yeah. So encouraging and I think, them to sleep for longer is really helpful. Yeah, as, as Nikki said, we would do this every second day. And, <laughs> I, and I, from memory, I remember only doing this for a maximum amount, uh, a month. Oh, um, at top. I, yeah, I wouldn't even say top, like yeah. three weeks. Yeah, three um, to four weeks. And yeah, it was so right we, at that three to four month mark where, yeah, you know, it was just yeah. right at that super critical time. And then their self-settling was pretty spot on at that point. They'd gone, oh, okay, I, I do need to sleep. You know, and I even actually remember some days Charlie waking up from that nap and was not resettling back to sleep. And I would get her up, keep her in her pitch black dark room, keep the white mm. noise on. I would give her a feed, which is yes. also the advice that we give to people in our programs at this point. And then, if, if you've been trying to settle them for yeah, half an hour, 45 yeah, minutes. Not going back would, to sleep. And not going back to sleep, then yeah, we would recommend to give a little bit of a feed at that point. But um, generally, our babies would go back to sleep, or even mm. if you gave them a bit of a sort of yeah a bum tap and yeah. cuddle at that point, um, I I would try and settle in her bed for about half an yeah. hour, and I think this is yeah. probably where people start to try and settle them for 10 minutes and they're like oh Five they're not minutes. going back to yeah, sleep it's right. over it you know well you're teaching them something yeah and they've got to get back sleepy they've got to yeah, get back right. in the zone for sleep so but what you wouldn't do is is go bursting in <laughs> turn on and the talking lights. to them hello darling why aren't you going back to sleep you're stimulating them you're putting a light in their eyes which is telling their bodies to wake up you know, you just go in in silence, keep it dark, keep it soothing, keep everything going, the white noise, the swaddle, all of it. Um, unless, of course, you've got like a poo situation because <laughs> you have oh, to deal to that. Poo. <laughs> the poo sabotaging the sleep. Oh, didn't you hate I'm pretty sure I used to get that all the time, the yeah, mid, you, mid I'm sure sleep you used to poo. Get, yeah. Oh, it was ridiculous. Um, yeah, that but is very frustrating. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> Those but yeah, so to sum up, um, you know, like we've said, catnapping is a very, very normal stage that every baby will go through at some point, but potentially it is not sustainable long term. And yeah. um, the idea is, of course, if, if you know these causes of it, so the undertiredness, the overtiredness, the sleep environment, and then generally the self-settling is the biggie then you can start taking steps to resolve it. And your baby stands a, a better chance of getting back to those great restorative naps because a baby of any age, right up until your toddler is dropping their naps altogether around age three, they need a long sleep 
ideally across the middle of the day. That's the time where it's going to be the most beneficial to them to have that really long chunk of sleep. If your baby is catnapping, they're not going to get that. So that's the goal. Hopefully we've given you some strategies to work towards it. Well, thank you so much for listening. And if you need more advice on on anything to do with baby sleep, then make sure that you check out our other podcasts. We mm. also have a fantastic website full of information and you can find that on www.littleones.co. And of course, if you are looking for some more help, you can download our app on any of the app stores. Mm-hmm. Thanks very much. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Little Ones, the Sleep Manual Podcast.